Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. I am your host, Sean Needham, along with my producer, Lindsay. We are streaming from downtown Wenatchee, Washington today. We are back in Washington and happy to happy to be, be there. Uh, we are, it's a beautiful day, it's a lovely day, and it is going to be a great day. Um, so um, today I have on our show Dr. Xenia Thomas. She is a um, psychiatrist that uh, a few years ago went into some alternative treatments for mental health disorders. Um, including the use of ketamine infusions, and we'll talk a little bit about ketamine and cannabis for mental health disorders. Um, so as always, you can catch our podcast, our midweek podcast. Usually it is on Thursday, 8 to 9 a.m. We are doing it on Wednesday, and thanks, thank you, Dr. Thomas, for being accommodating. Um, we are doing our midweek podcast on Wednesday because I will be out of town the rest of the week. So um you know, so you can usually tune in on Thursdays, 8 to 9 a.m. and every Monday, 1 to 2 p.m. right here on my personal Facebook page and the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy YouTube site. For people that don't have Facebook, please go to the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy's YouTube site. Subscribe to it um, and, you know, comment. Please let us know what topics you'd like to hear. Also on uh, the podcast forum. So um, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, all those podcast forums. We are available usually a few days after we go live. So um, you can listen in there and um, please uh, subscribe, share it, let us know um, your feedback. Message me on Facebook too. I've got a lot of callers and viewers that message me on Facebook and, and give, give some feedback. So we really appreciate it. So Dr. Thomas is in Missouri, and she just let us know that it's 75 degrees there today. So <laughs> good for you. That's awesome. Love yes. We're, um, our weather's been on and off, and I think, uh, I don't know, it was, I'm sure it got in the 30s last night. It's cloudy today. So glad you have good weather. So without further ado, Dr. Thomas, I'm going to kind of let you introduce your history of, of um, being a psychiatrist and then how a few years ago you you decided to go into some alternative treatments. So I'll, I'll uh, give it to you. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, yes, exactly like you said, I um, trained conventionally uh, in psychiatry, uh, general psychiatry. I did my training in uh, New Jersey, UMDNJ. Then I did my fellowship in child psychiatry at Yale. And then I practiced for about 15 years and uh, did all sorts of things inpatient, um, uh, day hospital, IOP, uh, residential treatment, and you know, outpatient treatment. And what, you know, you're, what you're seeing is just chronic, chronic disease, you know, and, and these pills that we have, the treatments that we have are very marginally effective, 39%, you know, 50% effect efficacy. And then really the burden of the treatment relies on the clinician, you know, behavioral modification, uh, you know, changing behavior therapies. Uh, yet that is, you know, operator dependent one, and it really takes a lot of effort on the patient. Um, and that may not be possible during a mental health crisis, you know, depression, suicidal thinking, uh, even just a anxiety state or panic attack, panic state. So, you know, uh, then kind of what, what do you do? You go back to the basics and, and yes, when people do exercise, sleep, get enough sleep, eat right, you know, they do tend to feel better. Mm -hmm. um, and so kind of took that approach maybe 
maybe in my practice with pills, but also with sort of supplemental nutrients. Um, there, there's a uh, genetic defect called MTHFR. I don't know if you uh, heard of that, mm -hmm. but it's a, uh, you know, you, about, about it's, it's not that common in the general population, maybe about 3% of the general population, but 80 to 90% of the psychiatric population are missing these enzymes. And so that's what I was noticing in my practice. I would do the liver, you know, genetic panels to see what medications would be good for people. And they'd all come back with MTHFR, uh, heterozygous or homozygous. And so that's where I thought, well, maybe I could just get folate or B12 and people's serotonin levels or their mood will improve naturally. We don't have these nutrients, so let's give them back to the people. And that people were doing good um, with with some, you know, Deplin, these methylfolate preparations. Mm -hmm. With so, so Dr. Thomas, before mm -hmm. we get too much further, um, mm -hmm. let's let's explain what MTHFR is. Okay, exactly what it is, and yeah. then and we can kind of get into some of the treatments like the Deplin and L-methylfolate yeah. like you're talking about. Right. So, um, you know. I really didn't know about it either. It just kept coming positive on this panel that I was getting, this uh, genetic panel. And MTHFR is a methyl tetrahydrofolate reductase, and you're missing that enzyme. Um, and uh, some people can miss one or two copies. And if you're missing that compi uh, enzyme, you're never really breaking down folate or um, you know your your vitamins and if you don't have that end product uh methylfolate you're really not going to go make your neurotransmitters you can't make serotonin uh, dopamine or norepinephrine to any good degree so pe they say people with missing two copies of that mthfr are you know uh double trouble is really you know you're you're making about uh to 80% less serotonin than uh, someone who has both of those copies. So obviously much more likely for depression, anxiety states, you know, addiction, those kind of serious mental health issues. Um, and, and there's various combinations, ADD, anxiety, if you're homozygous, heterozygous with the A copy, you know, depression, anxiety, if you're homozygous with the C copy. So uh, that's really kind of a basis where you can kind of really get to right. the biochemistry and uh, what are nutrients that our body needs. And basically the bottom line is, this is what I tell patients, even if they haven't been tested for MTHFR, it's really easy to get tested. Mm -hmm. um, you should do it. But even if you haven't, you know, I believe in, um, like if you're taking a B complex, which almost everybody should take some kind of B vitamin, mm -hmm. um, there's no reason not to take methylcobalamin and L-methylfolate. Make sure your vitamin, your B vitamins have that. They mm -hmm. are a little bit more expensive, but it's very, very important. You have L-methylfolate mm -hmm. and methylcobalamin. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that mm -hmm. educational piece, yes. Dr. Thomas. Yes. And then, you know, just kind of learning about the basics, nutrients, methylfolate, omegas, you know, for the brain health, then that kind of really led into cannabis, so, you know, cannabinoids. Um, and then what was so, so surprising would be people coming in. And by this time I was into the natural wellness, but people were coming in saying they were able to come off of, you know, SSRIs. And in, in my practice, psychiatric practice, I did try to help people come off of those medicines onto something safer and natural or just diet. Um, but it would be hard. It would be hard, you know, 20, really slow. These SSRI withdrawals are, are, you know, real and tough yes. and really hard. But then people would come in reporting, they would get off these things in a week with use of CBD. 
and um and just over the counter cbd and i was shocked and so then i kind of got into a little bit more research with that and the same thing you know the the people who interested in cannabinoids really started in fatty acid um uh research and omega-3s and um, brain health and same thing it all goes down to these are nutrients our bodies needs and when we put that on prohibition what happens we become chronically ill and you know that endocannabinoid we're deficient we're deficient in cannabinoids and we're off and that's what people were telling me in my practice too you know my mood is off my sleep is off my hormones are off my gut is off my immune system is off and then later i realized that is that endocannabinoid system this is exactly where all those receptors are um, in our immune system in our brain in our skin in our ner nervous system and when we correct those deficiencies similar to a b12 or a vitamin d deficiencies we are going to heal uh you know correct depression uh, bipolar disorders uh, neurological issues so and that is what is amazing that i've start to i've started to see um you know tremendous healing just you know, legal, just, and then really all you can do with cannabis is give someone the cards. You know, you, you really have no um, authority to say, you know, take this TID and, uh, you know, for a month, you know, you really, you can educate, but you can't, uh, there's no way to monitor compliance. And so you really have to just make sure that they're doing that on their own. And so that's what I try to do is how do you, what do you need to heal? You know, it's, it's much more than just using THC. It's a combination. So, yeah, explain for um, for our viewers and for me, um, what is, so what specifically do you prescribe when you prescribe, you know, either CBD or cannabinoids or cannabis? I mean, is there a specific strain? I know there's a yeah. lot of detail that goes into that now. So can you help us with that? Yeah, sure. You know, really, I, I, I kind of put a disclaimer, there's no data out there. So, you know, really... I can't make those claims. No one can make those claims. There's nothing going to be on the shelf. This is for PTSD. You know, this is for migraines. This just going to be try this, you know, um, it's maybe going to help. So I kind of break it down into kind of two parts. You need something, you know, apple, compare apples to apples. When you're swallowing a capsule or an edible, um, that's going to be close to a pharmaceutical pill. You know, it's going to enter your digestive system. You're going to process it and metabolize it. Even those metabolites are receptor activators, you know, they go into our endocannabinoid system and activate it. So you do want to ingest it. Um, every edible or capsule maybe lasts about six to eight hours. So I do encourage like TID dosing if you're treating a chronic issue, you know, mental health, a pain, gut issues, migraines, uh, pretty much everybody except insomnia. And then and even insomnia, you need a, a eight hour, one edible at least at night. But, and then with the edible, I try to say, get as many cannabinoids you need in it. And I have a great, um, cheat sheet, I call it. It's, uh, was, it's from Israel, you know, Dr. Mashulam, who has done all this research, uh, kind of, you know, it's probably about 20 or 30 uh, issues, stress, uh, Alzheimer's, autism, bipolar, you know, pain. And then it tells you what cannabinoids you need. It's almost, I, I tell my patients, it's a recipe for your health. So you need, um, you need help for insomnia. You need CBD, THC, CBN, and CBC. And those, they all serve a purpose. They all have a role. You know, CBD decreases inflammation. C THC is one that kind of that promotes the sleep. CBN repairs the nerve functioning. So you using them together, that's what they call the entourage effect. And I say it's easiest to get all those 
uh, cannabinoids in an edible or capsule. So you're wanting to take the cannabinoids you need and, and follow, following it on a sheet um, three times a day. And then the flower is is the other actually bigger com bigger medicinal component of the plant are what they call the terpenes. And I don't know if you've heard of that. I, I uh, have, but a very little. Please educate mm -hmm. us. Yeah, and it's interesting because it's almost coming full circle for me. When I first started my wellness center, I, uh, you know, got into aromatherapy and certified in aromatherapy and essential oils. And they are very powerful in terms of healing. And that's exactly what the terpenes are. So I kind of had a little bit of a basis of understanding before uh, I got into cannabis. But the terpenes are actually the 60 to 70 percent of the plant and are really where all the unique properties lie. So when you go to the dispensary and you see 18 different jars of bud, you know, the, the THC is going to act the same way. So it really doesn't matter what you buy if, if that's what you're focusing on. Um, right. It's the terpene profile that gives it each, each unique property. And so I always encourage people to find their terpene, like almost like finding your, you know, sign or, you know, your skin, you know, your skin type or whatever, your body type, and then use the strains of that terpene for that relief. And uh, I have, um, you know, I, I give this example, you really don't know what that smells like or does. Pineapple Express, you know, maybe <laughs> has some name recognition because of the movie. But, uh, you know, most things are labeled, or you can look it up on leafly.com. And this is is a high carophylline strain. So that is my terpene. Carophylline is like a black pepper, great for gut issues, uh, migraines, stress, immune, immune system boost. And uh, so that's my, what I do. I find carophylline terpenes and try those and, and get closer and closer to remission or my healing. So I, the combination of cannabinoids and terpenes and and then just, and I'm getting feedback from my patients, which is so exciting. That's where yeah. I learn from. Well, and so is there on each one of these products, is there a, a, a breakdown of um, different percentages of ingredients that are in each one or? You know, it's, um, I wouldn't say as a percentage, unless it's, unless it's, uh, you know, manufactured. So this is sort of a wax or concentrate. Um, and okay. this does have. Uh, it does say limonene, 1.1 milligram, myrcene, 6.7, and then it'll say the percentage of THC. But in flour, you know, you're, you're probably going to just get like a predominant, oops, predominant, uh, like terpene. a top terpene, middle note, and a bottom note. And uh, and then leafly.com. I always tell people, you know, look it up on leafly.com. It's a great resource. And uh, we'll usually, if the bud tender doesn't know or if it's not listed, then look it up on that kind of resource and then you'll have a better, good understanding. Because I think what happens is, you know, same thing just with, with the government, you know, keeping it schedule one doesn't allow any research to be done. So no one can see the benefits or the positive. Uh, they're just doing it on an individual scale, you know, whereas everybody knows the negatives and everybody knows the harms because of whatever this false media. Well, yeah, and let's you know, let's let's um, expand on that a little bit. So, Schedule One, the the DA, the Drug Enforcement Agency, still listed as Schedule One, right. which means marijuana is still illegal federally. Right. So, 
no matter what the states say, and I'm all for states' rights, don't get me wrong, but no matter mm -hmm. what the states say, mm -hmm. federal government still said it's illegal. So like you say, there are still access issues because of that reason. Yes, 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 especially with research. You know, If you can't do any research on a Schedule One medication or they tell you there's no medical value um, and then you're trying to convince someone that there is, that's tough. You know, what yeah. I learned is, yeah, what like Mark Twain saying, it's easier to fool people than to convince them they've been fooled. That's for sure. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's so hard. Isn't that true? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, oh, well, good. That's uh, that's very enlightening. Thank mm -hmm. you for that. Mm -hmm. so, so there's another thing that you, a, a big treatment area, um, one of your modalities is ketamine now, yes. correct? Yes, yes. And we've been doing ketamine for, um, since we opened, you know, um, in uh, 17. But it was slower in the beginning. And then there was a shortage uh, of ketamine. Um, there was almost like a backlog. I don't know if you remember that. But I, I think do. it was right before Spravato came out. So I wondered if there was some kind of, you know, sequestration by the right. drug companies or something. But, um, but and because I was focusing on wellness and people were coming in, you know, just to to maintain their wellness um, after, you know, doing some work, I, I, I thought it was really good, especially for suicidal thinking, you know, that dark um, places where you can't just get yourself out or biohack yourself out. Um, but it wasn't kind of a focus until post-COVID and uh, that you just see people's, you know, everything just collapsing. Uh, mental health issues get much worse are much worse now. Financial struggles, uh, relationship problems, and uh, so I think people are struggling, and then they're searching. Um, that's I, and people, the same people who are searching for cannabis, you know, that, that relief. I need something else that's going to help me with my mood, my pain, my stress, my sleep. Um, are the same people that, that could benefit from ketamine. So definitely want to just sort of get it out there and make it more. Uh, open, vocal about it, that it is able because it is accessible because this too has a kind of a negative stigma, just like cannabis does. Uh, even though it's been safe used, you know, since the fifties as an anesthetic agent. Right. Um, and I can, people say, oh, it's a horse tranquilizer, you know, and um, it's actually preferred uh, agent in children and animals, not because it's so powerful, but because it's good for people or animals that, you know, really can't communicate. Children, you can't really see or feel, understand how they're feeling and same with the animals. Um, so you just give them something safe, natural, that's not going to interact with anything and it's going to go in and out and uh, then you're, you're going to move on with your day. So when you don't know, uh, ketamine is very safe um, in all, in all, in all. Um, and then what they were finding is that uh, so low dose, and this was a study by the NIMH, uh, low dose or uh, half a milligram per kilogram and I think in surgery, they're doing about 1.5 to 2 milligrams per kilogram. Um, but anyway, low dose really um, is a shortcut to mental health improvement. Um, the conventional pills, which kind of worked on the serotonin, dopamine, norepinephrine theory, are... Uh, you know, just it's, it's a race to the finish um, with glutamine theory, the new glutamine theory. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of a quicker way to um, heal depression, anxiety states. And uh, and that's what I've seen, just so uh, uh, life-changing results from people. And uh, the NIMH came out with the protocol of six infusions in two weeks, um, or they had an alternate protocol, six infusions in three weeks and found about 70 to 75% remission. Uh, when Spravato wow. came out, yeah, recently, 
the um, they also did a study with the FDA, and that's obviously industry, uh, which is a lot different than NIMH studies. But they needed to do it, I think, weekly. Um, but also showed about an 80% remission rate for depression symptoms. But the problem with the nail spray is just ongoing. So, um, so you, you know, it's a main maintenance, it's a chronic medication. Whereas with the infusions, it's sometimes it's remission and we don't know how long that remission will last. Sometimes it's very variable, but it's, it's gone. So that's, I think that's a very exciting part too. So can you expand on, you, you mentioned it just a little bit. Can you expand mm -hmm. on the increase in, you know, depression and, and, um, you know, suicides and stuff after COVID? Yeah. Have you, have you been seeing that? I definitely have, I've seen, you know, the dark, depressing thoughts. I, I, I have not seen any inc uh, completed suicide, increase in completed suicide, which is so good. But yes, the, the darkness, the, the lack of hope, you know, even just the, the racial unrest um, on all the political stuff that's going on now. Yeah, it, the morale of the world is low. And then just when you're on a micro level, you know, at, there's just feels like there's a lot of darkness and depression. And then obviously we're going into the winter, which seasonal depression is, um, you know, right at the peak right now too, or coming there. Coming so this is just, you know, almost like you say, just, it's a no brainer and maybe more ERs or crisis centers should really have the ketamine available because it can just vanish those dark suicidal thinking. So tell us the story. You had a story recently about a guy that went into a gun shop and he found your office. Tell us that story. Yes, yes. Um, this is where I knew that those dark thoughts is just, uh, you know, a thing of the past. You know, I've heard those things in podcasts and and I, I really wondered how does that work? Because even in, when you hospitalize someone, you know, those thoughts don't go away. Um, and uh, and so uh, I'm this guy, maybe he's about 45, 50 um, had a great, uh, you know, great businessman, a successful businessman, but kind of lost everything, divorced, kind of just kind of that downward spiral. And then um, kind of moved back, moved to Missouri to be with family, was just really kind of living off his brother and just, you know, at the end of it, um, was wanting to, you know, very dark, bought a, went to the gun shop, was figuring out how to buy that had to, you know, wasn't successful the first time, but how, if, if he was, you know, who knows what would have happened. And then um, talked to his brother about it. And then his brother, his sister-in-law was coming to Radiance for wellness treatments. And so he got the ketamine infusion and a different person, a different person after one, one infusion. And um, it was, you know, Tuesday by Friday, he was, you know, pretty much to, to his baseline in terms of getting a job, you know, going back with his business folks and, and, and getting ready to, to work, which is, you know, even in my 15 years of psychiatric practice, you know, you just, you just get jaded. You're just like, oh, there's no hope. That's not going to work. Right. And you're just like, what? I don't understand how this happened. And then, and then, you know, you give some placebo effects or you're just like, oh, okay, this, 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 but this has happened consistently. You know, people will, we, we do what uh, like an, a rating scale assessment, and it's pretty comprehensive. They have maybe about six or seven battery tests. And usually they're all, you know, red or the red zone. And then after six infusions, they're like in the yellow or green. So mild or in remission. So that's just so exciting to see. Yeah. What a great success story. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about the protocol. It might, it's probably patient variable, but how often do you have infusions? Yeah. Well, 
we do follow that NAMH protocol just since we've had such great results. But at, but at the same time, you know, people are, like you said, it's patient specific and there may be someone that doesn't need, you know, there's, there is a range. And so we want to sort of help everybody access it as well. But um, the, the real protocol that we see the best results with is uh, six infusions within two weeks. And then the seventh infusion on the third week, and then the eighth infusion on the fourth week. I think the, the six and two is the key. The, some people have said, I feel great. I, I would like to hold off on my uh, seventh infusion, you know, a little bit longer until I need it. And I think those two can, I think that's fine. But that, so in two, two to four weeks, people are just a different person. And it's interesting, I've seen a lot of people, you know, I think there's, it's a common thread. I kind of talk about like a circuitous route, um, you know, one, two, three infusion, third infusion, we see like a downward dip in this, a nosedive in those rating scale scores. But then sometimes like in the third and fourth, it, you can kind of go up and some people say, oh, it's not, I'm, I feel worse. Uh, I don't know if it's working anymore. And, and they kind of start to panic. Maybe all that hope that they were experiencing, you know, is kind of um, unraveling. But I always kind of say, you know, whatever the path you will, it will be 80% lower, you know, at the end. So kind of just kind of ride with it, um, experience it, and then, and, you know, stick with it. And that's what is also consistent. Um, and I don't know how to explain that, um, but it just always gets better. And I think it's almost like filling up a bathtub, you know, you just need a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, and then it's like a masterpiece, you know. That's like, so, <laughs> yeah. So. so back on cannabinoids, um, mm -hmm. You had a story about a patient actually regulating their blood sugars with cannabinoids. Is that yes. correct? Yeah, yes. tell us about that story. That is, yes, that is is very interesting too. So, um, a diabetic patient, diabetic type two, but then you know, kind of reverted and had to be on insulin at the end. Um, you know, also, and uh, was taking can uh, actually a CBD capsule. I call it cannabiquin. Oops. And so it's kind of a hemp oil, full spectrum hemp oil, so you can get that anywhere. Um, what does this have on it? Uh, 170 milligrams of uh, CBD plus, you know, cannabis, flower, and uh, sublinguals. And uh, was getting hypoglycemic episodes. And uh, without changing anything of the insulin, uh, had an insulin pump and was just getting uh, hypoglycemic episode, and then so, so lowered his insulin, and then checked, you know, some parameters, and his glucose sensitivity was improving. A1C went down, um, insulin requirements way down, and uh, just because of it added nothing else but but, but cannabis, the CBD capsules, and uh, cannabis products. So I think that is onto something. Also, with in the terpene profile, and if you can see this. Oops. There's, uh, well, the terpenes that work for diabetes are limonene and pinene. And so when you incorporate those two terpenes uh, in your flower, you, uh, and we also talk about THCV. Mm -hmm. THCV is a metabolite that does regulate blood sugar um, and can promote weight loss. So I think there's just a lot of confusions or, or myths with cannabis, you know, the munchies, I'm gonna get fat, um, but where there's, you know, really ways to regulate and balance out things. I've heard so many people say they lost, you know, 30 pounds, 40 pounds, some crazy amount just by kind of, in using cannabis, which regulates uh, their body, balances out their body. Well, and obviously, it's uh, as you've stated today. There's just there's a different 
um, CBD profile. There's a different terpene profile. Mm -hmm. So it's important to work with somebody that knows what they're talking about when it comes to um, cannabinoids, correct? Yes, I think so. And I think that is where the, um, if you go jump, if you just kind of wait till recreational or you just go to recreational, you miss a lot of the medical nuances. I think with, with this stuff, you know, becoming, you know, legal in a lot of states, I think that's one of the things that we really need to happen is, you know, doctors like yourself actually treating patients with it so we can have some, you know, more than just recreational um, experience with it. Right, um, that's right. really where, that's really where the, you know, the research needs to go. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, is, is doctors like yourself, can, you know, actually con- controlling some of that. So I appreciate you, mm-hmm. you know, stepping up and, and doing, and doing mm-hmm. that. Yes, I, I agree. I wish we could do more, but I think our hands are tied. But yeah, it was going to be when when the truth can come out with legal, you know, with information, with data, it's going to be so great for everybody. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. So we're about ready to wrap up our podcast this morning. So, um, Doctor Thomas, how would you? What are what are what are their final words that you'd like to say in the last minute or so? And how can people get a hold of you? Sure. Great. Well, thank you again so much for having me. And I think it's all about education. You know, there's people are being fooled by so many propaganda and uh, there are natural ways to heal or at least quick ways to heal. And we don't have to suffer that long. Most of what I tell my patients is, you know, there is so much craziness going on today, but we can improve our quality of life. And we do have, I have two powerful um, legal medications, at least in some States to do that. Um, And the ketamine infusions, I like to say, you know, get to baseline with that. There's uh, suicidal thinking, chronic pain, depression, PTSD, anxiety, OCD, um, addiction states. All of those can improve within two to four weeks, you know, being a different person. And then maintaining your progress with the, you know, nature's medicine with cannabis um, and just sort of keeping your body balanced at all times. You may never have to use those synthetics. So that's awesome. what I kind of like to to kind of help people maintain their wellness. How do people get a hold of you? How can people yeah. find you? Yes, perfect. Um, I have, you know, kind of two websites. So uh, healthcitymmj.com is the cannabis website. Um, not only do we, uh, are mainly in Missouri right now, but I am licensed in other states. So uh, hopefully we'll have all the other states expanding for that. And then uh, RadianceSTL.com. That is the uh, ketamine clinic um, where we're kind of focusing more on treatments for mental health, but also have lots of other biohacking um, services like float therapy, infrared sauna, cryotherapy, assault room. Uh, So, you know, maintain and treat. Awesome. I love it. Well, there's, you, you've given out a wealth of knowledge to our listeners and viewers today. And of course, as always, I learned a lot on this podcast too. So That's thank great. you so much for, for being on our show today, Dr. Thomas. And thank you've been you. listening. Yeah, you're welcome. You've been listening to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Tune in Monday, 1 to 2 p.m. Uh, as always, uh, we will have a great guest and we will see you then. Thank you. Thank you.